2: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies.
1: At their position to try Especially edge rusher, where you're always trying to pick up an edge or a new move. I, I did find that part of this very interesting. That the guy who also might have cause to be upset and say, hey, I deserve this as much as anybody said no they got it right the right guy won i can't ignore that i don't think people
2: here should ignore that i don't i also don't think that people who are um in the media who aren't f- players should be just basing their awards on what they see with their eyes on tape what qualifies them to base their picks on tape do you in know the what
1: media I, yeah I mean, do you think a media member who's like, okay, Alex Kazura never played the game. Do you think Alex knows more than the average person, though? And I know Alex would sure, have voted it's his T- job. He I know should. he would have voted TJ Watt. Well, I guess my point is there are probably a lot of people out there. I would assume some of the people, hopefully most of the people voting on this, who do watch a ton of football and even if they weren't former players, still can at least watch
2: enough to have a good sense of what they are viewing. I mean, I just I've never heard that standard applied like the offensive player of the year. Who won that last night, Donnie? Was it Christian McCaffrey, I think, won? So are we supposed to with that, like would an offensive player say? Well, watch tape of Tyreek Hill and watch tape of Christian McCaffrey and don't go by their numbers. Go by what the tape tells you. Use your eye test for it. Ignore the numbers. Just go eye test with those two guys. How many times is there a safety over hill? How many eight-man boxes is McCaffrey facing? How many times do they have to break tackles in order to pull off big runs? I don't know, man. That's making it really complicated. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's never been done that way. And it clearly was not done with any other award this year. That's my gripe with this. It just wasn't. They cherry-picked Defensive Player of the Year, the voters did, to make this stand, to die on this hill of well, it's not about the numbers anymore. When it's always been about the numbers, why did Nick Bosa win Defensive Player of the Year last year? Because he led the league in sacks. That's why.
1: The thing I find funny, sort of funny about it, is I know it is it is all about the numbers. Parsons didn't even get mad about this when he has a case for saying, like I'm going by one of Football Reference's advanced numbers. The year he lost it to Watt, where obviously Watt had 22 and a half sacks and everything else. Parsons football reference views him as a better player that year because he started as an off-ball linebacker, but he was so completely insane they just moved him all over the place. And so, like, the sack numbers weren't good, but he was the closest thing to just a full, complete defensive weapon that you could have found now, in look, the league. Now, look, if
2: Cleveland had had some transcendent defense...
1: No, people it, here would have still been just as pissed. If I, Garrett's numbers are the same, Curtis, I maybe could, not you, but people here, they could have been the number one defense in the league. Garrett has the exact same numbers. People here would be just as mad as uh, they are just as mad I, I don't
2: know about that I don't know about I, I I can't speak for everybody but I know if the Browns if I really felt like the Browns had the best defense in the NFL this year and Garrett was the person that was spearheading that and was the fulcrum behind it I would say okay that's been another but what if he
1: had the same like downturn in terms of counting stats at the end of the year but their defense didn't struggle as a
2: result yeah that's a tough sell for me though yeah in that situation I probably wouldn't want to vote him for it either because when it got to nut cutting time, he kind of if Miles Garrett played for plays. the Miami Dolphins, would stop people finishing be- plays is the is the word I want to use here. Because just because you're, you know, you're you're about to make a play and you don't like, that's why the thing that Alan but Saunders the, tweeted I kind of agree with. But that's the whole point of what the even PFF though Saunders people, hates me apparently.
1: But that's what the whole thing the PFF group is I think trying to um, conceptualize here or contextualize is this if Miles Garrett doesn't get to the quarterback because the quarterback quickly hurries a throwaway, whether it's like a two-yard completion, an incompletion, or whatever, chances are they were trying to do something else. I know this is getting way into the weeds, but that seems to be their rationale. He disrupted many plays without physically recording a sack. That is what they're saying here. That he was the most disruptive force despite not having the most sacks. And the weird thing is, like, Trey Hendrickson's got the second most sacks in the league, and honestly, man, I have not heard one person... Even in Cincinnati, say, Trey Hendrickson deserved Defensive Player of the Year uh, consideration.
2: Donnie, how many times did Darrell Rivas win Defensive Player of the Year? Look that up for me. I think the answer is zero. Okay, and part of the reason for that is just teams would not throw at him because he was that good of a shutdown corner. Never won. So he didn't have stats, Mm -hmm. and that cost him the award. That's how they've always done it. He did have six
1: interceptions the year he finished second, and a touchdown. Okay, and he led the league in he led the league in passes defense. Isn't that like a pretty good, like that's a pretty basic number? I do also think, given the position that he played, like whenever whenever he gets brought up, okay, he didn't win that award. He is he is in the the first like three to five names anybody I know, but, thinks of. I know, but Chris
2: Chris's point with with Garrett is. Like, he still did his job very well on each play, even if it didn't finish with a stat. And I think Revis is an all-time example of somebody who would do that because teams would just say, all right, for this game, we're not even going to throw to that side of the field. It's not even worth our but isn't,
1: time. Isn't his position a little unique in that a team sort of has that active choice that they can decide to make? And it's like Garrett is still trying to do – it's not – the team doesn't dictate – Garrett's going to rush the passer whether they want him to or not. They can choose, basically, to not throw the ball in Darrell's direction. The the other team has a full measure of control in whether Darrell Rivas sees any action.
2: The thing about Garrett that you brought up earlier that I'm scratching my head on is his stats fell off the map. Their defensive coordinator was named Assistant of the Year last night. Mm -hmm. Don't you think the defensive coordinator there should have come up with ways to get him... In spots, whether you line them up differently or the way that. Uh, well, they only
1: did that. They only did what you're describing one time that I read of this year. So Schwartz moved him around because of all people, everybody's favorite gas mask bong uh, left tackle Laramie Tunsil just dominated him in both of their matchups. And so they did try to get him over right tackle to get him away from Laramie Tunsil. That was the one thing
2: he which, did. Can I tell you something? Honestly, like I don't want to talk out of both sides of my mouth. But a point like that is exactly why the dude should not be defensive player. Well, TJ beer. Watt doesn't go against left tackles. I know, man, but he's, But you're telling me it's such a mismatch against a left tackle that you have to move well, one, the best player in the entire one league single to another guy, spot. Though, I
1: mean, he also worked over Trent Williams in a game the Browns won, and everybody watching that game said he com- He routinely pushed Trent Williams around. Rain game, though. Rain game. That turn. see. Again, nothing about the right tackles, though, that Watt sees.
2: Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
0: Listen to every MLB game live. And the deep left side of field. It is high.
3: It is far. It is gone.
0: Stream minor league affiliates.
3: The Midwest League home run leader.
0: And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB At-Bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only 3 dollars per month.
4: Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game.
0: Subscribe to At-Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
2: Open phone Friday, 15 minutes away. Whatever you want. Can be on the Super Bowl. Can be on the Steelers. Can be on anything. Four one two nine two eight nine three seven zero. Hall of Fame class got picked last night. Hines didn't even make the list of finalists. He got left on the cutting room floor with the semifinalists. They voted in Julius Peppers, Devin Hester, Dwight Freeney, Andre Johnson, and Patrick Willis. Would you put Hines Warden over any of those guys? Nope. Donnie? No, uh, uh, no. Hester would be the
1: only one I'd consider because it's still return game.
0: Man, yeah, i have to think the, about
1: Hester now for a second. Like, the thing with Hester, though, like, w- when when his name gets brought up, it's that Greatest guy was at, yeah. legit one of the best, like, at no, what he, he did. No, he was the best at what he did. Um, I mean, I think the guy who got shafted the worst was Antonio Gates. I thought he was a lock. So did I. More deserving Hall of Famer, Gates or Ward? Gates. I think Gates. I, three for three. No, there's nobody else that was in there. Uh, that I thought is lesser of a play. I mean, Patrick Willis was the gold standard off-ball linebacker in the league for his basically his entire tenure.
2: Andre Johnson among the wide receivers was the one who I thought was more qualified than Hines. I would not put Devin Hester in over Hines Ward. That's pro- I mean, that's that's the one I have to
1: do because he's n- he's not a full-time player on either side of the ball. He's a special teamer. Freeney, I'm good with. Willis, I'm good with. Andre Johnson, good with. Peppers is the easiest one. Pep- did you see they put out the uh, length of debate time for each player? Oh, Pony. they did? They had a, an actual thing. Somebody clocked how long the debate was for each player. Who do you think had the shortest debate?
2: I'm going to say... And it could be
1: it could be either way. Like, the guy was a short debate and they were like... Well, Julius the- Peppers? Yes. yeah, Under six and a half minutes for Peppers. That one's... I'll tell you what. You look at Peppers' career here... Peppers is very close to being like a, the defensive version or one of them of stand up, Julius Peppers, sit down.
2: I'm a little bit surprised two edge rushers got in. Usually they block each other, so f- the fact that Freeney and Peppers both made it. It helped uh, Freeney that,
1: he, Freene that he had a second prime. You know, he has those two years where he's injured for one of them. He bursts onto the scene, and then he rips off three more years in a row where he's 10, and a half, ten sacks or more. But I c- think that really helped come him. Come
2: on, man. A return guy is not more valuable than a Super Bowl MVP and a guy with a thousand catches, who was a unique specimen at his position, It's just
1: not. I'm I'm ultimately with you. My first inclination was to say I wouldn't put Hester in over him, and I'm gonna go back. I to mean, that if and Hester
2: had, if Hester was more than just if he was one of the best return men of all time, and he also was pretty good at something else, so he was a starter and he was a decent wide receiver. Mm-hmm. But he was the best return man of all time. Then I would consider it. But he wasn't. No, his
1: best year as a wide receiver was fifty-seven catches, seven hundred fifty-seven yards, three touchdowns. And he was like a reliable. He so put he was up like, like
2: a two or three. He put up reliable three
1: numbers for about a four-year stretch. Yeah, that's not that's career, Not a hall of famer for me. Career touchdowns, uh, sixteen receiving touchdowns, seven rushing touchdowns. So twenty-three offensive touchdowns, Pony. 19 return touchdowns
2: Four one two nine two eight nine three seven zero. people want to talk about tj watts snub here's joe on the fan hello joe
3: hey boys how are you hey brother real quick i'm just gonna ask i mean are, are, are they also initiating the fact that how many times offensive linemen jump off sides and get a free running start and, and keep those guys held back that they can't you know they get a free run first they step back at least almost every play and stop that rush from getting their quarterback killed, and, and T.J. still beats the rush. And they didn't line up Miles Garrett all the time in the same spot. They moved him around a lot. You got to watch the games. They moved him in the middle. They had him in the middle yeah, the lined time up that they over moved center. Him in the
1: center. The time that they moved him into the middle, he destroyed everybody.
3: Not every time, Chris. I mean, he got blocked coming up the middle. I mean, I'm not saying he didn't destroy everything, but T.J. destroyed everything, and not to mention every time he gets up If he didn't destroy anything, he got his hands up to either intercept the ball, knock it down, or whatnot. Listen, I'm not going to sit here and say that
1: that TJ. I mean, Miles did block like a field goal and have a game against the Colts where he basically single handedly won it, though.
2: I'm aware, well, if you block listen, a field goal, that shouldn't be taken into account. If T.J. Fine. Watt touches a, touches, uh, catches a touchdown pass like Mike Vrabel used to do. Should, t- should fumble, fumble recoveries count?
1: count, really? Yes. Because they're
2: luck-based plays.
1: You happen to be right place, right time. Well,
2: yeah, part of it is that, like, I wouldn't, like, obviously that's not one of the top things I would look at, but if he picked up the ball and then ran it another 30 yards for a touchdown and made athletic plays to score, I would think about okay. that, sure.
1: just for argument's sake here, is T.J. Watt's fumble, scoop, and score to win the Browns game a great play by T.J. Watt?
2: No, that was more about Alex Highsmith. Okay.
1: But you would admit that people will probably look at that, and say, hey, he had a fumble, he had a touchdown. He was great on that play. Um, I I just I do think something that works against Watt, and listen, there's an, there's a disadvantage to this part for him too, but people don't talk about it as such. It's that the quarterback, unless he's a lefty, can see him all the time and maybe then make moves to get away. I do think it is noteworthy that they line him up almost exclusively over right tackle, which in theory, unless the right tackle is Panay Sewell is the easier matchup on most teams.
2: Here's Daryl in Houston. Hello, Daryl. Hey guys, nice
4: conversation. Uh, real quick, uh, before I get into the G.J. Dwight thing, I gotta tip my hat to you, Pony, and your heartfelt uh, uh, wishes to Ron yesterday. That takes a big man to go Thank in you. there and do it face to face. So, uh, a lot of respect on that. Um, with regards to what we're talking about, we're, we're making everything too subjective. You can't, you know, he had pressures well, now you got to ask that the pressure, what, the, what happened? What was the result of the pressure? Was it still incompletion? Did the guy step up? Did he avoid the, the sack? We need to get back to what we know, and that's just looking at the eye test. You can see who's playing better by virtue of the numbers that he's putting up. All these other analytics and all these other things we are trying to infiltrate the game. We're just putting people in play who aren't really shouldn't be in play. Mathematicians, I mean, the guy who
1: found, who's like one of the main backers of PFF, <laughs> he's not the founder, but it's Chris Collinsworth, who was a pretty good football player. Like, there are other, yeah, Bruce Gradkowski came on this show. He did all of their quarterback rankings. He played quarterback. He beat the Steelers in a game at Heinz yeah, Field.
4: Yeah, yeah, but you. Okay, that, there's not. A, I'm not saying there's not a place for analytics, but now we're putting it into terms of having awards and Hall of Fames and all those things. When you say, hey, he didn't have a sack. For the last or one sack for the last seven games. Oh, but he had pressures. He had he had other analytics, and none of that matters because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's about performance based on what you Let me ask, what you can account fair, for, not what enough. you're subjected to.
1: Fair enough. Let me ask you this: Are all sacks mm-hmm. created equal? And I mean that thusly. No. I mean that thusly. No. T J, because I saw no. somebody in the mentions, and I'm not going to go back through and say I watched a supercut of T J Watt sacks to to see if this person was right or not. They called them red carpet sacks yesterday. Essentially, the road was paved for TJ Watt, and it was an almost, and anybody could have done it. Put Nick Herbig in, put uh, Marcus Golden in, he sacks the quarterback on that play. Like, I, I do, okay. I would love to see somebody actually cut up each person's best plays and see what they actually looked like, or each person's sacks in this race.
4: Well let, well, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me ask you a question, Chris. You said that you implied, or you you said that the left tackle is more likely to be the better player than the right tackle.
1: Yeah, I think that's still well, a truism well, in the NFL. Well
4: let's, well, let's just ask ourselves that question about the Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, guess who their left is, tackle will be is, next year? Is, well, no, we're not talking about next year. We're talking about what happened this year. Let's not let's not you know let's not pivot. Let's talk about who do you feel is the best tackle on the Pittsburgh Steelers right now?
1: Broderick Jones, who should have been playing left tackle he, from moment play? one. Right tackle, played, and that was malpracticed played, by, played, by the right, coaching staff.
4: Come on, Chris. Quit moving the goalposts, maybe. I'm talking about what we're talking about in terms of this discussion. He is the right tackle, right? There yeah. might be other teams who Who's, make decisions who based on, on the, other criteria. P'nay, well, Panay Sewell is right? one.
1: An ex- I use Panay Sewell against my own example here. He's a left. He was drafted as a left tackle. They figured he would end up being better at right tackle. He's the best one in the league. Who do most people say, though, is the best tackle in football? It's Trent Williams. I, I, Where does he play? I, I, just left tackle. I've just
2: never seen in my entire life for a football award. It happens all the time in baseball. I've never seen for an award more than surface level analysis done for who wins, who led the league in sacks. Was his team good? All right, he's a finalist for Defensive Player of the Year. It's just, I. It's never ever ever gone that deep. And if we want to start going that deep, fine. I'm not like. I'm not hugely against it, but can we at least apply it to every award and not just make it about one award? Do, do Run the whole gamut. If, do it Purdy, for all of them. if
1: Purdy had ended up winning MVP, you would have this same debate about that. And if he had beaten Jackson and outplayed him head-to-head, I think he would have. Um, the thing that I can't get away from here that, that keeps sticking in my head is two things. Parsons saying the right guy won it and then i do get the sense now obviously cleveland fans are going to be like ha 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 our guy won it he was the right choice nationally though when i try to take like the temperature of people who presumably would be uninterested parties or neutral parties there does not seem to be much uproar outside of this listening area and this fan base about who got this award
2: i don't really think there's much uproar over defensive player of the year most years cuz i don't think uh, i don't think enough people study it and really form like I don't know if I had an opinion on on Nick Bosa, or who should have won it last year. Well, the you year know, TJ, the year TJ Watt won it.
1: The year TJ Watt won it with twenty two and a half sacks. There was a real groundswell of people. I remember Parsons, this
2: because of how versatile he was. He was versatile. Yep. He was a rookie.
1: He wasn't even drafted to play on the edge, but he didn't win it. And he because, went and did it
2: because TJ set the record for sacks in a season. That's why he won. Joel is on the fan. Hello, Joel.
3: Hi, how you doing? Hi. I got to agree with Chris on this one. that I think that uh, Miles Garrett had to always play the vast majority of the time against the best offensive lineman who everybody knows in the NFL, you put your left tackle and,
2: and and there. So, and, and what team do you root for, Joel? I root for the Cleveland. Thank you. Goodbye.
1: He sounded like such a nice guy. Yeah, get out of here. <laughs> an older gentleman, charitably listening to our show. Didn't sound like that Jim and Youngstown guy who likes to call in from time to time. Don't
2: masquerade around here try to get me a like an analytical objective argument where I know. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours... The energy, the tough labor, you are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port Chicago, Illinois. It says Ohio. I know what your your game is here. It's time for Open Phone Friday where you come clean and in great detail, and it's brought to you by WECO. Go Unlimited. Visit Geckocafe.com slash Unlimited for more details. Uh, We do get inundated, every show does, with complaints. Why don't you talk about this more? Why don't you say this? Why don't you say that? So this is the time each week where we turn it over to you. So you can set the agenda, and we can talk about whatever you want at 412-928-9370. Here is Mike to start us off. Hello, Mike. How you doing? Hey, man.
0: You know, as soon as I heard this, TJ Watt thing. I knew there's only one person who thought it was a good idea it was Muller. I knew it. Yeah, no sacks in December. Great, great outside linebacker. He got a little bit of play because Mason Rudolph got out there and his name got out there again. Think about it. You, Wait,
2: what? I don't I don't get the Mason Rudolph point. He's, saying that,
1: like he's saying that uh he's getting this award because Mason Rudolph made waves with some good games, and so I guess that made it so that Miles Garrett would win. You know, I for the I record, pointed didn't out. Didn't you the, say
2: that you would vote you would have voted Watt over Garrett?
1: Yeah, and I think that I ultimately Well that seems to have
2: been lost on Mike.
1: Well, I and I also, more to the point, one of the things I have continually said is that it's very curious to me that he won the award despite having his counting stats more or less totally disappear for literally six weeks
2: at the end of the season. I've said that like five times today. Apparently Mike didn't hear those first four times. Here is Ron on the fan. Hello, Ron. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, man. Uh, Get this out quick. Uh, we beat Watt to death here. So what's up with the NFL
4: and the Browns? Stefanski, two-time coach of the year over Ryan's and Campbell. Come on. Uh, Dusty Joe Flacco, comeback player. DeMar Hamlin
3: died on the field twice.
1: Yep. They know what, the Browns will more, never win a Super Bowl, so they figure they've got to give them all these individual awards to give the people of Cleveland something.
3: He's 37 and
4: 30. I'm tired of, well, he had to go through three quarterbacks. Mike Tomlin had ducks that year, and that was probably his best year to win coach of the year, and he didn't. Uh, So I'll tell you what it is, too, with Hines Ward not making a Hall of Fame. It's a
2: direct Steeler bias. Same thing that's going on with Watt. Thank you, Ron. Uh, Flacco over Hamlin, I think, is an even bigger injustice than what happened to Watt. If I had to rank where they got it wrong last night, that would be the number one for me. Some old head who just returned from no one wanting him one comeback player of the year over a guy who we thought died on the field somehow recovered from that and still had the willpower and the fortitude to go out there and play the courage again this year thank you good work. um
1: you know what I think the one that most people thought was probably defensible was Schwartz winning assistant of the year but humor me Mike McDonald piloted i think what was actually the number one defense at season's end no one here really said anything about
2: schwartz that's a great point if schwartz did such a great job as an assistant coach why didn't anybody hire his ass also they finished 13th as uh, as a head coach exactly it is weird to me it feels like schwartz
1: and garrett got awards based on how good their defense was for the first 11 weeks of the season and then well, that's when the football ends right very odd
2: uh here is tony next hello tony Tony in Greensboro, one of
0: our favorites. Hello, Hello, Tony. Hey, listen, I mean, I'm an NFL fan. I will be an NFL fan for life. I'm a football guy, but this is just crazy to me. I mean, like I understand, you know, that the only argument I can give Garrett is that he can play every position on the D-line and he's probably better against the run. But when you're behind in 11 categories – I just when the, when the award has always been about statistics, I
3: just can't get behind it. But I will end my call on this. T.J. Watt is
4: behind Miles Garrett in one career stat. That's on-field assault.
2: Thank you, Tony. That's good. Stefanski's won defense, won Coach of the Year now twice. That is more times than the Steelers have won the award as an as an organization. How
1: many has Belichick won?
2: one I thought I think that's right Cower won coach of the year in 92 Noel never won it and uh Tomlin's never won it here's our number two fan Jeff in South Park hello Jeff
0: so what prop bets can I help you out with today what do you guys got on deck that I can do like how many times Tony can slip in porn at band camp do you have a wager going on that one
1: we can't sure. tell you. We can't tell you what today's prop bet is, or else you you would then have cause to uh, <laughs> to ruin it. To for ruin us, it, right? Oh, for
2: Jeff.
0: <laughs> uh, I love that you guys have fun with this, though. Oh, what do you for got you. for us, Jeff? For you. So, you know, one thing that I never get to chime in on is uh, the uh, whole case for Heinz uh, Ward going into the Hall of Fame. Um, you guys have brought it up a few times, and I haven't been able to get through. This is actually one of those arguments that I am very, very passionate about. I think Heinz uh, Ward is probably in my top three favorite Steelers of all time. And um, I remember one time, I think it was when Mike Tomlin uh, either went on Ryan Clark's podcast or did an interview with him for ESPN, and they talked about the Super Bowl 45 loss. Yep. To Green Bay yep. and how that cost some people. And um, I, I remember agree. you guys briefly talked. To
2: yep, I agree with I rem- that. He I said that if they had won that game, he th- Tomlin thinks Hines Ward would be in the Hall of Fame, and I think he's right about that.
0: Yeah, and I, I seem to remember you guys at the time that that happened, and I mean, this is already a couple of years ago. At the time that it happened, though, I don't think you guys did agree with that. And I remember thinking, are, are you nuts? I mean, like, that's how that's how so many Steelers from the 70s uh, got into the Hall of Fame. I mean, if, there, if, if, it wasn't, if it wasn't four Super Bowls, I mean, you have a lot of those ancillary guys like uh, Lynn Swan and John Stallworth who are not getting in. So, I mean, it makes all the difference in the world. It really does. And, and the thing is, Heinz Ward, it's so funny you guys finally brought up earlier this week how strongly Peter King feels about him because I've actually known that for a while. And again, I haven't been able to get through.
2: All right, Jeff, we got you. We hear you, man.
1: It sounds like there was a little... You know what? I hear there he's, he enjoyed the prop bet, but you know what? He took us to task there, I think. I think there was a little bit of task-taking from Jeff. How did you guys not know that about Peter King?